This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Booyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, onto the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fateful episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. I'm Adam. And who else we got? Well, we also have Rob Hans with us, who is the master of fate Yay! and and uh, the the master of voice, uh, Tiana uh, Hansen. No, I like welcome, that. Welcome, like you that. guys. Yes. Um, very, very pleasant to listen to. Professional voice actress. Yes. Um, and so uh, it, 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 who I try not to irritate too much. <laughs> with my various mouth sounds while running games. <laughs> oh my goodness! Various mouth sounds. mouth sounds. I love it. Well, it's I'm just... old, right? So, I, and I'm a dad, so I do all the dad grunts. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I didn't, I haven't been able to breathe the same since my third child. Right? It's just <laughs> the way it goes. It is. Uh, I also now have two cats. Uh, I am allergic to them. <laughs> so, this he, decisions he, were made. Decisions were made, and they were Gave good up on decisions. All together, <laughs> I just went out and checked on them right now. They were both like, like you know, pouncing on each other and and playing, and it was it was great. Hooray! So, all right. So, as is our uh, typical want, we normally like to intro forever, but um, we are actually recording our second episode today. Uh, so if you tuned in for Fate School Episode 1, uh, which we recorded just before this one, you will uh, you will know that we are basically doing a deep dive into the Fate RPG system. Um, so you may want to jump back to that episode. Yes. If, if, if you missed if you, it. Yes. If you missed the last episode, don't listen to this one first. Go back. You'll get all the information you need. And then come back to this one because we are going to literally continue straight on with what we were doing. So go get you some context. Unless you were able to follow the the plot of the Witcher series, in which case you can do things in any order (laughs) that you want. Uh, So don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, So uh, just also real quick, um, just to let everybody know in terms of, materials for uh for this just in case um anyone is tuning in and needs them i'm finding my links here uh i've got my fate dice i want you to know that rob oh yeah i have two sets nice i found them in like a bin of random things at my local game store they were like i don't know if i have that and they looked on the computer like oh yeah we have exactly two things i'll like i'll take them Boom. So, um, oh, I'm excited to roll them. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. Uh, so for anyone who 
uh, still needs the materials. The Fate uh, RPG rules are free online. You can buy a print version of them, but you can find them for free online at fate-srd.com. And then you can do slash fate-core, fate-accelerated, or fate-condensed. Um, Rob, our esteemed professor here, uh, has strongly recommended Fate Condensed. It is a very recent uh, uh, sort of reprinting of the rules where they basically boiled everything down from Fate Core and made it even more kind of digestible, better explanations, that sort of thing. Um, so you can check all those out for free as well as the Book of Hans. And you can find that at Book of Hans, that's spelled with a Z, dot com. Um, and that is free as well. So if you want some more elaboration on exactly what those are, again, go back to episode one, check that out, and then come back. So all that having been said, Rob, the floor is yours. Take us to school, buddy. All right. I just want to say one thing. Uh, the Book of Hans is actually linked from the Fate SRD. Oh, and cool. that's because the nice gentleman, Randy, the amazing Rando Ost, who runs the SRD, was actually the one who put together the Book of Hans site. Oh, um, awesome. And he actually has a print version of the Book of Hans available. Wow. Um, and as, uh, though I definitely recommend... Um, you know, supporting Evil Hat and purchasing their products for all the great work that they've done. If you appreciate the SRD, pick a cop, pick up a copy of the Book of Hans. Those proceeds go to Randy and help keep the SRD running. That's why he did it. And I totally, he's like, well, what's kind of split do you want? I'm like, Randy, take it. What you're doing is great. Um, I want to support you as much as I can. So I definitely want to recommend everybody who enjoys the SRD, everybody who enjoys fate, throw a couple bucks these people's way. All this stuff is is pretty low cost. There's nothing yeah. that's going to break your bank. So and it's just every 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 dime helps. Definitely. Totally. Totally. Go support the people who are out there doing the Lord's work, you know. Book of Hans is six bucks. That, wow. That's a that's a Peanuts. that's a medium coffee. That's a medium coffee at, at Starbucks. That's not even a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All Sounds right. Like now, a good deal. Now that I've done uh, my marketing for the day, um, let's go ahead and get back into it. <laughs> All right, Andrew. I know one of the things I know that you wanted to talk about, and then we'll get into the actual. We'll 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 try to run a couple scenes here. I think is you wanted to talk about the phase trio. Yes, sir. Um, and kind of run through that. Um, now, to be clear, not everyone uses the phase trio anymore. It's actually not in condensed at all. I don't run it all the time. And when mm -hmm. I do run it, I run it a little differently. Hmm. Um, the it, It's not so much different. You'll hear when I talk about a couple things. There's a couple things I frame differently or, or just kind of nudge into a certain pattern that the book doesn't really do as much. But I found that makes things run a lot more smoothly. Cool. So the phase trio, the idea is we talked about aspects and character aspects last time. And a character has five aspects. They have their high concept, which is, you know, Luke Skywalker is a farm boy with stars in his eyes. Or Han Solo is a charming, charming uh, smuggler, right? 
We've got the trouble, which is the thing that gives them difficulties and adds complications to their lives. So for Han Solo, Jabba wants his money is, is his complication for the first two movies and the first, you know, 15 minutes of the last one. And then there's with, real quick, sorry to interrupt. Sure. With one thing that I remember finding very interesting about the trouble, um, I don't recall if this was something you wrote or something that was in the core book itself, but they mentioned uh, strongly advising against having the trouble being directly related to your high concept. Hmm. They recommend it being something almost completely separate um, that that wouldn't like naturally come with like, you know, my character's a cop. And then his trouble is, oh, all the criminals hate him. It's like, well, of course they do because he's a cop. Like that's kind of a given where it it makes for more interesting character situations. If your trouble is like, oh, I'm a cop. Also, I'm an alcoholic. It's not related. It's not directly related to him being a cop. It's. And it's a separate issue that can complicate him trying to be a good cop, right? Yeah, and you know, I, I just looked it up, and that's actually in the Fate uh, core book. It's not mm. in condensed. It, it wasn't mine. And I think the reason they make that recommendation is is pretty simple. Again, if you go back, you know, and and this is kind of the thing I didn't even define aspects until like way late into it, rather focusing on how they're used, and that's because mm. that's really how I view aspects is how are they used. So. The thing is, like with uh, cop criminals hate me, it's a given, right? Right. So if I want to have a compel that criminals show up and do something to me because they hate me, do I really need criminals hate me as an aspect or is just me being a cop enough? Right. So it's, it's just very redundant and it's not buying you anything. Exactly. And that's really the reason for it. It's kind of implicit. And, and, and that's actually a real quick point I want to mention on aspects. So many people get so caught up in their aspects and um, not specific wording and wordplay and things like that. And I think that's, I mean, if you enjoy it, go for it. You know, you do you. I'm never going to tell somebody not to do something that they enjoy. Even watching Twilight. Uh, that's a callback to last episode. Um, <laughs> but i in general i've seen so many people get caught up on that and it become a detriment to enjoyment of the system thinking that they have to do this um you know that an aspect is not a contract the words to a great extent don't matter what matters is the idea the aspect is a reminder of the idea that the aspect refers to Mm. So if your high concept is cop, you know, and that's why, like, if everyone understands what it is, Superman's high concept could be the last son of Krypton because all the other stuff kind of falls from that. So we don't necessarily need to create other aspects to remind ourselves of that because the last son of Krypton includes all that stuff, mm. you know, includes the fact that he's invulnerable to billet, bullets, arguably, uh, though things like that are, are and how we do with like superpowers is is like kind of kind of deep stuff and probably later in this series we'll get into right. some of that stuff because those kind of super high power things get really weird but just remember that an aspect doesn't have to be it's not legalese it's not a contract it's not anything it's it's a reminder of what we're agreeing is true uh 
Well, it's nice to get away from some of the the legal battles that we have <laughs> in these games a little bit. <laughs> so they do yeah. happen. Exactly. And Fate is is a game that really works best with everybody working in good faith and not trying to kind of pull one over on everybody. Right. So and, and again, that's that's the point here is you don't need to have criminals hate me if you're a cop because it's inherent. And it just because it's not rooted down doesn't mean that anybody should go, aha, but you didn't say that. Mm. That is against the spirit of the game. And you'll find as we go through it that there's not a lot in Fate that stops kind of problem player issues like oh well someone could abuse this fate's answer is generally well if it's a problem don't do it and if somebody's causing right. a problem tell them not to and if yep. they can't then consider whether you really want to play with them um, right <laughs> yep. so there is that anywho <laughs> so that was a quite a long thing anyway so beyond those the trouble and the high concept and real quick note on the high trouble a lot of people have asked me well, why should I give the GM a way to cause me problems? <laughs> and my answer, and I think we've got, you know, a lot of close to forever GMs at this, ta- at this table in this podcast. <laughs> so I will give you my answer to them, which is I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> you don't need to give me a way to screw you over. I'm going to do it because that's my job. At <laughs> least this way, you get some fake points out of it. You get, you get some coolness out of it. And you get to decide what kind of complications you deal with. Because mm. you're not going to get in any less trouble. I'm still going to do it to you. Yeah. So <laughs> this this trying to win syndrome is something that, like, yes, you're playing a war game and you want to win. I'm talking about D&D, of course. But, like, sometimes there's so much finagling over did I get plus one from this? Did I get plus two from this? Did I get, you know, can I, can I spend, you know, my resource to get the bonus? You know, there's no opt into, I like failure for story. um, Unless the player just decides to do that because it's good for their character development. Like in Harmon quest where he's like, um, Sorry, I'm a coward. Uh, character stuff. Bye. You know, <laughs> runs away from battle. Um, it, it's nice to have that codified because I do want to get away a little bit from this. I'm trying to beat the GM and all of his, you know, or hers, uh, you know, challenges, you know, to prove how brilliant I am. Because with yeah. this, it's not about success. It's, not about it's that. just about... Right. What makes the story interesting? Well, I'm going to push back a little bit on that because that is true, but it's also not. I I do think that the best stories come out of characters trying to accomplish their goals Mm. and running into obstacles and other characters that don't want them to accomplish their goals. Right. I don't think people doing, you know, kind of dumb things just for the sake of doing dumb things often (laughs) is a good story. Um, I do the dumb thing. You know, sometimes it happens like, you know, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Rocket, you know, steals the thing at the beginning of the movie, which kind of sets a whole bunch of stuff in. But you're also Rocket's like, yeah, it's kind of me. Right. And and, mm. and so there should be some of that. And, and again, in fate, you do kind of accept failure because that's just we'll get into that, how the system encourages you to play. But there's this this kind of line of thought, which is, well, we shouldn't I shouldn't try to have my character succeed. I should do what makes a good story. And I don't know that I fully agree with that as mm. much as some people take it. You know, I do think that your character should want to succeed. 
Oh, yeah. Your character yes. should try That's to true. succeed. That's true. Well, that could come yeah, down to, to, to the difference, though, between what the player wants and what the character wants. Because the character would love to just succeed, no problems, no yes. consequences, no uh, obstacles in their way. And as a player and as a game master, the whole idea is, well, yeah, but that's a boring story. Right. 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 So finding the and balance bit, bit between, I think, um, this makes an interesting story and either there's no problems in the way, which is one side of the extreme, or there's nothing but problems and you have succeeded and can only happen through a deus ex machina on the clear other side. There's a balance between the two. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, Faye was actually written, even Spirit of the Century was really written and developed to create the Dresden Files RPG. And... Mm. A lot of Dresden Files, for those of you who have read it, is <laughs> Harry gets kicked around like a piece of garbage mm-hmm. until he finally figures yeah. out how to succeed. That's kind of the arc of every book. I mean, and, uh, I think Jim Butcher has basically said, like, all the main books take place during, like, the worst week of the year for Harry Dresden. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, a quote. What, what weeks they are. <laughs> well, and I go back to like, you know, Apocalypse World says you need to be a fan of the characters, right? And people are mm-hmm. like, oh, I read, I read everything easy. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm a fan of the characters. I'm a fan of Harry Dresden. The last thing in the world I want to read as a fan of Harry Dresden is a book about him going to the grocery store and coming home and cooking food and having a and doing routine work for a week. That's boring. As a I kind of do want, want to see that like once at least. <laughs> like, good, good for him. You know what? Powers to to do stuff like he just coffee back up because he forgot about it. Well, yeah, yeah you know, but but but, but then you find the out life. that. But then you find out that he's in like a simulation and somewhat some outsider is is messing with him, making him live that's through exactly, the perfect day. That's exactly then, what would happen. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally. He starts to get suspicious. He's like, "Hey, uh, wait a second. This Dude, is why I, we can't have nice things." Shoot, I should write something like that. That would be fun. <laughs> right. I, I can imagine the story is is kind of like the Matrix. They keep trying to make the perfect day for Harry, but he rejects it because that's what we would think of as a perfect day is not actually his perfect day. His perfect day is going, you know, through all this garbage and being beaten down and somehow, you know, saving the day. Besides, but that's his perfect day. Yeah. <laughs> he, low, he low key loves the punishment. Yeah, he's, he's, he does seem to be a, a bit of a masochist. He keeps throwing <laughs> himself into all of it. He's a bit that way. All right. Sorry. Didn't so, we, we tangented no. like crazy. <laughs> oh, that's all. It's all good. It's all good. All right. So the phase trio is part of fake character creation that has existed since Spirit of the Century. And Spirit of the Century is a game where you're all these characters that were born at basically the same time, maybe even the same day at uh, the beginning of the century. And you embody something about the about the century and that's important we'll get into that in a second the phase trio is a thing that has existed since that game which is how originally aspects are developed for characters when i use the phase trio i don't use it for aspects anymore mm. um it can be and i've kind of got a framing for how that would work that works well for experienced fate players but probably not for new players and the, the process is basically everybody comes up with a story for their character um in the spirit of the century, that was, they gave you two templates for it. It was, you know, character name and the, you know, thing or character name versus the thing. And they're very pulpy fiction type, type of, of titles. Mm. And I think that's really actually a useful way of framing it because it stops it from people creating stories, which are more like vignettes 
right? It's more like, oh, I went down to the to the river and you know I saw this and that and this happened and I and I contemplated upon the meaning of life. For what we're looking for, that's not a story. Um, that's a perfectly valid and wonderful thing. And if you enjoy that, great. But what we're really looking for when we say story is we're looking for something that could be an adventure. If our RPG is a serial TV show, if it's a Buffy or a Firefly or a Supernatural, the phase trio is like the first six to eight episodes, mm. if that makes any sense. Hmm. And so it should have a story question, should be an arc. It should be something we could have played through, but we're not. We're just hitting the fast forward button and we're getting this synopsis. So that's not something that's really played out. And I like to also frame it as kind of the first six episodes because it puts it in a very tight time period that mm-hmm. it's, you either have met or, or are meeting each other in this, and it's all in the same time frame. This way we get rid of some of the kind of time shenanigans. If I've got a 300-year-old character and my story was 200 years ago and you're going to be involved with it, but your character's you know, 25, okay, now, now we've created a problem. It's a solvable problem, but how about we don't create the problem in the first place? And we can also get all of our, how we learn to work with each other. We can still have input into it without just, oh, because we decided to, and, but we can do it in an accelerated way. Mm. So um, with that in mind, do you guys have your character names? Oh, names. You want names? Oh, my God. You know, God. I'm just a jerk. I'm just a jerk. How <laughs> dare I expect? Gosh, dang <laughs> it. Whoever makes names for the characters. What's his name? I'm just going to make male elf, except I'll just, you know, abbreviate M. M elf. (laughs) I don't know about that one. (laughs) Let's see. And I'm wondering how many of you either knew that already or how many of you just caught the reference for the first time realizing, oh, melf. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to be... I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you I, I thought you were making a milf joke and then no. and then it was like no he means milf's acid arrow uh. and that is literally where the name milf came from right. male elf a male elf yeah. wonderful um let's see I need a good blood pun uh Okay, how about um, Sam? Sam Gwyn. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam ah, Gwyn. I love it. Thank That's you, Tiana. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you else going to be the Lord of Cinder? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dark Souls player here. Oh dear. Uh, I've I've only played Elden Ring. Oh, you're missing out. DS One is amazing. Yeah, anyway. I gotta go back. Let's see. Do I have an Andrew or a Tiana? I need a name for a lovable sentient flesh golem. (laughs) Grog. Grog. (laughs) All right. Fine. Done. Grog Vanderbilt. No, I was teasing. (laughs) Grog. Grog, the lovable sentient flesh golem. And that is his full name and how he introduces himself every time. Hello. Okay. You do realize that you just added lovable. I was because I was thinking about that last episode, but we had moved past it. I was like, I'm going to tack a fourth word onto here. I want to get as close as I can to that five word target. And again, I want to be real clear. It's not. The five word is not a real target. It's a guideline. If you need more, you need more. If you need fewer, you need fewer. The point is that it shouldn't be a paragraph and it shouldn't be one word. It, it's it's a target for me. 
It's, a good, it's not a bad understood. starting place. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Okay, lovable, hey Adam, what was huge you, sentient flesh You were a blood mage phlebotomist? That's right. All right. Named Sam Gwine. There you go. How do you spell Gwine? Uh, G-U-I-N-E. All right. That's a terrible pun, and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> See? That's how you know we're dads. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, mine is uh, Charlotte Thorn- Thornton. Of course it is. Charlotte Thornton. All mm-hmm. right. And what was your high concept, Charlotte? Uh, the high concept on that is a vampire doctor. I, I love, love how it. simple wanna- that is. I was going to say, do you want to add anything else that like an adjective? Otherwise, that's perfectly cromulent. I think I'm going to stick with with the uh, with the vampire doctor because I want to find out who she is as I'm playing her. I am all about it. Get that. I, I am all about that style of playing. Again, like I said, for me, it's like, you know, you start watching Supernatural. What do you know about Dean at first? Okay, you know, he's a little bit scuzzy, you know, he cares, you know, and he's a he's a monster hunter. And that's all you know. And you discover more as the show goes on. Scuzzy so. monster hunter monster hunter. I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> for you're there for what? For for that description of Dean. Yeah. It's great. It's it's it, it, it's at least a description. Um I'm actually doing this in in Trello. I know Trello's not cool anymore. No, right, so I've, I've heard that Trello is actually like super good for running fate with all the little it. cards and stuff. It's been a the minute. Only, the only thing it doesn't do well is zone maps. Um, but that's that's you know further down the road. We'll get um, there. So let's go ahead and start some phase trio. And again, what I'm going to do is I am going to say. Um, the phase trio should be, well, let's start with a little background. What city are we in? What general time period? Mm. Let's make it present day. Yeah, that's. I think it's going to be, be easier. Easier in some ways anyway. Yeah. Um, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. I, don't, I, know, I know diddly about Rhode Island. Me neither. Well, neither do I. What I know is family, from family guy. guy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. I, I know I, nothing. That's okay. I don't think Jim Butcher's ever been to Chicago. Oh my God. He sure the, sounds like the, he my is. Fi- I lived in <laughs> Chicago. I was born in Chicago. Oh. And the funniest thing is when he's talking about the acres of parking surrounding Wrigley Field. Mm. There's no parking surrounding <laughs> Wrigley Field. It's smack dab in the middle of the city. There's buildings all around it. There is no parking. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, a, that's a good idea because especially having like any sort of mafia presence, it needs to be one of the bigger cities. Chicago mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Sure. I, and I've at least been there once. Yeah. You know what? Since, so, since we're trying to do this kind of Dresdeny, why don't we say Chicago? I, sure. I, I was going to say San Francisco for almost the same reason, but we can do uh, Chicago. I'm good with that. Yep. We have a vote. I'm going to abstain. I don't really care. <laughs> so I will say that whatever place we choose, I will ask questions about as we go along. And for the sake of expediency, this is done a lot of times in fate, but we're definitely doing in this case. I, a lot of can be said, but if I ask you a question, whatever you say is going to be authoritative. I will usually try to ask questions of people that aren't in the hot speed and acting so that, you know, we're kind of keeping those roles separate. But if you say, if we're in playing in Chicago and I ask you what's around Wrigley Field and you say acres of parking, 
then by God, that's what's around Wrigley Field. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so reality so, can take a hike. So, so the goal is, is to make Rob twitch. Got it. Absolutely. Go. <laughs> Absolutely. No, the goal is to keep things going and to not look things up. So cool. where are we going? San Francisco, let's, Chicago. Let's hear a vote. Let's do. I'm I'm down for San Francisco. Tiana's our guest. And I'm all for being hospitable and using that secret ingredient <laughs> of love. And, and we're all going to know it the best anyway. So why not? Well, just call it out. Obvious like that. Jeez. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, was which, trying which to, I was trying to sound benevolent. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> which means that the things that we get wrong are even funnier. That's, that's true. <laughs> Got Bay Area okay. listeners. So going, we'll say. Yeah. I actually lived in the Bay Area for about a year hmm. um, in Redwood Shores when I worked for Tryon. Before they moved me out to Austin. Anyway, so we're going to say that y'all's first meeting in whatever format that hook, you know, not necessarily all of you, but was about six months ago. And all of our stories are going to take place between six months ago and today. Okay. Today, of course, actually being like when this is listened to, which is about 10 days from now. But, you know, <laughs> shh, you won't tell. So, all right. So who wants to start? Oh, 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 I want to start. All right. What is your story? And again, I do highly recommending using a variation of of Grog or sorry, of Sam versus the whatever or Sam and the probably, you know, organization or um, uh, MacGuffin. Okay, so Sam's a phlebotomist. He doesn't make a ton of money. It's like his fourth thing he's tried, like including, you know, like real estate or whatever. And uh, anyway, he loves his wife so dearly and she gets a horrible blood disease, very rare, and he can't afford to save her. So instead, he makes a deal and he makes a deal with the Dark Force, probably from this vampire mafia in order to gain access to blood magic. He's not enough of a doctor to actually solve any problems but he can turn to magic and he's willing to do what it takes to get there however the mafia has a um you know an ulterior motive they want him to serve them and now they know about her um and so so he, my he, initial thoughts so far is this sounds a lot like his backstory and not like an adventure the group would go on okay so help me out. Like where? So let's assume that that has all happened. That what you have okay. said is completely canon. That is exactly how he became a blood mage. That's how he became to save his wife. Now he's in debt to the to the uh, vampire mafia in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> when you say it out now, loud, it sounds silly. <laughs> hey, man, wizard private eye. Come on, we're good. <laughs> all right. Um, So now he's going to still, there's still stuff happening in San Francisco. There's still bad stuff. There's still adventure stuff because that's why we're there. Um, So what might be an obstacle, uh, uh, an opponent he has to deal with uh, or an obstacle or a plot or something that he's going to get involved with? Like imagine, you know, like like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? You know, um, we have the episode with the hyena spirit. Okay, we've got to take out the hyenas. We've got the episode with the the mantis substitute teacher who's, you know, capturing men and chopping off their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we These are kind of the monster of the week type episodes. Um, 
So that's probably where I would recommend starting. And, and one of the things to remember about Monster of the Week episodes is they're usually the monster is in some way reflects um, the characters that are dealing with it. Like the hyenas, uh, was, was it Xander, I guess? His desire to belong um, and, you know, the other, and I think Willow's, you know, being bullied. They kind of reflected that. The, um, the Mantis teacher was, you know, Xander's unluckiness in love, so it made him susceptible to it. So that's, that's good Monster of the Week stuff. So uh, what it, so vampires are always at war with like werewolves, right? And so what if the, I am sent to go uh, kill a big werewolf and have it or maybe capture it so that it can be essentially feasted on? But I'm also going to try to screw over the mafia by keeping a little bit for myself for my own okay. purposes with my wife. Okay. So I'm going to back up a step, and I think this is a great seed. I think this is a fantastic seed. Um, I'm going to try to work this into the format of a story question. Are you familiar with story questions? No. Tiana? A little bit. I told you I'm going to lean on you. So basically, (laughs) a story question follows something of the format of when bad thing happens, you know, our protagonist must do thing to, to solve the problem. Or will they succeed or will disaster happen? So there's an inciting incident. There's something that's going to be, that's something that bad. They have to do something about it. And if they don't, something bad is going to happen. So Star Wars is going to be something like when uh, the Empire builds a Death Star, they're going to, or, you know, they're going to uh, use a takeover the galaxy. Uh, will the Rebel Alliance destroy the Death Star or will it destroy the hidden Rebel, Rebel base? Okay. So, um, if I'm understanding right, if I, if I fully help the vampires, then I'm, all I'm really doing is helping their hold over me. But if they figure out what I'm doing on the slide, they're going to hurt me anyway. Why do the vampires want the werewolf hunted? Because they want to strengthen themselves through um, drinking its blood. Okay, so when a when a powerful werewolf shows up in in San Francisco, the vampires order you to hunt it and collect its blood to strengthen them. Will you succeed, or will dot dot dot? What is the or? What is going to happen if you are unsuccessful? And you've actually kind of put yourself in probably in a double bind here because even yeah. if you're successful and they get stronger, that kind of screws you too. So <laughs> that's actually really interesting. It's like you know. So then the, the, will he figure out how to, you know, satisfy them while preventing them from becoming more powerful or will dot, dot, dot. Or will he just get killed by a werewolf in the first place? Well, <laughs> what, what if, um, I mean, I know that like one of the things that I really dug about the whole phase trio description is that, um, at least in the core book, one of the things that encourages is in these, um, moments where we're where we're figuring out the answers to these questions mm-hmm. table collaboration is really encouraged yeah so absolutely like tiana or myself we could throw in suggestions go oh what if this or what if that and then adam it'd be up to you to go oh i really dig that or uh maybe take this and we'll twist it or blah 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 so like so could it be a good thing for me to go i i'm trying to steal enough of a sample to give it 
to Tiana's character in order for her to help me. And maybe I know or I don't know that she's a vampire. I mean, even if you take Tiana out of it, um, the idea of you're going to get enough of a sample to counter their their spell is sounds like super awesome to me. Okay, awesome. You know, so then it becomes kind of like, and, and again, this is what Andrew said is absolutely correct. This should be open for everybody to to give input and ideas and suggestions. But it sounds to me like kind of the stakes are, you know, will you be able to sabotage their plans, you know, without them knowing, or will you know, either the vampire eat you or the vampires uh, realize your your subterfuge and you know start war against you, right? That that right. kind of sounds. That that sounds yeah. like a good story question. You're 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 caught. You've got a way out. There's a question. We don't know what's going to happen. It could go bad either way. That sounds interesting. Anyone else have any other input on that? I I'm I'm actually wondering like what if the what if doing this job is a way for Sam to get the vampire mafia like off his back where like the vampire mafia is well aware of the position that Sam is in with regard to them. They know that he's like feeling the squeeze. So they're like, look, you want to prove that you're not a problem for us or that we can do business or maybe even just coexist. Then how about you take on this very dangerous job that's going to help us out in order to prove that we can trust you and that you are not going to be a problem for us. That can be a great stake. Um, that can let him out of it. Uh, it's kind of a little less interesting because it resolves an entire plot thread that he had created. Oh, sure. Um, okay. That's it. And then we'd probably want to come up with a different uh, trouble for him, which is, which is also valid. Um, but if, if we all like that, then, you know, well, or that could get good. changed or, you know, mutated, whatever you guys want to do with it. I mean, Adam, I would ultimately yeah. leave it up to you. Um, does that give you any any ideas? I mean, even if it's ideas in the completely opposite direction. Yeah, I think I would just say that it gets them off his back in the temporary. But even he's not naive enough to believe they're letting him go. I mean, they've given okay. him all this power. It's just, hey, we're going to let you live for another. It's like a brownie month. points kind of thing. Like, yeah, all right. Like, all right, Wesley, the, you've done well enough. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> you're right. It's part of the continual. It's part of the continual. He's under their thumb. This is just a task. Mm, yeah. it's, it just means we're not going to kill you for not doing it. But you're still you still belong to us. Well, and, right. And, exactly. And if and if the werewolf is sufficiently powerful enough, what if they're powerful enough to actually challenge the vampires? And uh, he 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 throws his lot in with them. Yeah, mm. it's possible, right? Kind of um, uh, switching allegiances, which would be a huge risk because if it doesn't play out, uh, you look awfully snacky. <laughs> well, the thing I like about this so far is that no matter what happens, he kind of gets himself deeper in, which yes. to me, as, as, as a GM and especially as a fake GM, makes me, it warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> uh, I'm glad someone else uh, says that. <laughs> nothing like some good warm cockles that's right maybe the subcockle range and there you go <laughs> maybe the liver also a maybe good, the colon also a good waddle very nice waddle. Ooh. beautiful so waddle. what happens what happens at the end of it do you succeed what do you do oh 
I, I thought I thought that's the question, right? No, that's Isn't the that- story question. That's the story question, which basically creates the story. And Tiana's probably over there silently nodding along, going, "Yes, that is a story question." <laughs> um, but how does it? How because we're not going to play through this. How does that story actually resolve itself? Um, I would say it. Uh, it's not as bad as it could have been, but it's still pretty bad. Um, yeah, I think the idea of him going, maybe we. Maybe he discovers that the werewolf has um, has more of a connection to a greater werewolf society and decides okay. to hold that back. Um, mm. You know, may, oh, this could be a good save the cat moment, actually, as uh, he discovers that uh, the werewolf has cubs um, and hides them, saves them from the vampires knowing very well, they're going to be pissed off if they ever find out. I'm just a so werewolf working dad so, trying to provide for my werewolf family. <laughs> Get off my back. So there are three. <laughs> well, I need, I need the audience to like me, right? So yeah, I need this, right. this moment where where I go, wow, I could really gain a lot of clout here or I could do the right thing. Mm. So there's three questions, three questions that I that your, your story question prompts in me. One is, does the werewolf live or die? I would say the werewolf does not make it. The werewolf dies. Do you kill the werewolf? Yes. So I'm extra guilty. It's like okay. brother bear. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and maybe, I mean, one thing, maybe the werewolf offers itself. If you save its cubs, knowing that the vampires won't stop. Um, I'm down for that. Yeah, let's oof. do that. Like maybe th- throws the battle or maybe there's actually discussion. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it could have also been that the vampires track you down and finish off the werewolf when you balked at the job. That would be cool too. Oh, um, damn dude. You're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one. Okay. As are Sam balks, do the vampires finish their ritual to become more powerful? Oh, definitely. This sounds really interesting to me. This again warms the cockles of my heart because <laughs> now I'm seeing like a whole. I'm seeing a whole plot line. Um, and the third question is: Do the vampires realize you're trying to sabotage them? I would say mostly no, but one of them is suspicious. Mm. One of them okay. has an inkling, and the others are like, "He's fine. Shut up!" But they're okay. not going to let it go. So when they came and helped you out, they thought they were helping you and you were loyal, except for the one dude's like, uh, dudes, wait a second. Okay. Something that doesn't works for me. add up. I got dude, a dude. bad dude, feeling come about on. this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've that, got everybody happy sus. except for one dude. He's like, that dude's sus. Yeah, exactly. That dude's sus. All right. So <laughs> we're just going to kind of, we'll go ahead and you kind of see what I kind of view as a good... And I hope you see why I'm looking at this. This sounds like what could have been an episode of the game. This sounds like we could have played through it. I would yeah. totally buy that as a session. If you told me that was a session recap, I'd be like, wow, that sounds awesome. Nice. Uh, I buy that as a session. Adam, you're up, buddy. That was me. Or sorry. That was me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm problem. looking at, I'm looking. I'm like, sweet, I'm I looking, get to go twice. <laughs> I'm looking at character names and player names and, and, and crossing the wires. 
It's a lot of A's. I, 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 there's a I lot have, of A's. I have done that too before talking to one of them where I'm like, uh, uh, you, you and Andrew are like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, well, are, you know it what? doesn't help that we're like the little burger buddies from like the <laughs> 90s. Like we're sort of like connected. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Grog, let's let's hear about your story. Oh, man. Um, I, I this whole time I've and been. And again, the best way to start is this, the easiest way to start is to start with an antagonist. All right. Or a disaster. Start with a bad thing. Start with either who is trying to cause trouble or what bad thing is about to occur. Grog versus his creator. Ooh. Because, I mean, Flesh Golem, like, you kind of got to, right? Right. Um, Though, again, this is one of the things where you want to be careful with this because you don't necessarily want to kill that plot line this early where we could have a lot of fun with it. Or maybe you do, and that's cool, too. I'm just pointing it out. Sure. Um, so let's see. Grog has a wants his independence. He wants to be his own flesh golem, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So he doesn't want his creator dead. He just doesn't want to have to do what his creator says. Okay. So what is his creator doing? What are the horrible stakes that will happen if Grog does nothing or fails? Let's see. So what I could imagine, and I'm just throwing stuff by, out. I'm by all means, here. anybody throws stuff out. Absolutely. This should be the process. Everybody should be talking. Everybody should be making my ear tired. <laughs> um, what you generally are going to, what I would think with this is um, the creator is, is Grog has achieved some level of independence at the beginning of this. Because if he's completely you know, under control, that wouldn't be very much fun at all. Right. right? So maybe it's me, it seems to me with what you're saying is that the creator is trying to do uh, another spell that will tighten his grip and drop Grog's ability to have to, for self-determination. Yes. Okay. So he's, he's trying to restrain the free will that he, even the, the bit of free will that he's already developed. Right. Okay. Yes. I like that. Um, so if creator is successful, Grog loses independence. Right. So he needs to, let's see. Okay. What What if he was created with the intent that you really would, didn't have moral quandaries about things, but you have, you either through a mistake have a soul or have developed one. And he, you have to convince him that you are soulless or he resets you uh, while also trying to do the right thing. And so, Oh damn, that's, that's freaking sadistic. Okay. Yeah. Like but you, what is the, he wants you to kill a guy. Like? Yeah. He wants you to like kill a guy or like, like a, let's say, let's make it a lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, but you already have seen this person, you know, this person, and you don't want to do it, right? Maybe you don't know this person. Maybe you just, but you don't want to do it. But you have to, you have to run away, basically. Hmm. But we don't want him to run away because we want him to stay in San Francisco. All right. Well, maybe this starts somewhere else, and then he ends up in San Francisco for this reason. Also, San Francisco's big. 
but we should really be in San Francisco at the start of mm. this. This is where we don't want to do, get too much That's into true. this because we don't want to deal with these these wibbly wobbly timey wimey things. Okay. Uh, we don't we don't want to Jeremy Barry this right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Barry. Jeremy nice. Barry. The dot on the eye broke me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, such a good show. Go watch the good place, anybody, if you haven't seen it. Um, ah, thank you. I was trying to place what the reference was. So yeah. so okay. So Grog What do you what do you need what do you need to do to get out of this problem? Grog has to convince his creator that he is soulless so that the creator doesn't bother going through with the super control ritual. I'm going to say there's an or in there, which is the or is you need to, you can also break the link somehow between uh, yourself and the creator. So he loses that ability to do that. I think that's, that's kind of where my head was originally, but I'm not sure how that would happen. Um, hey, we're, we're, we're coming up with whatever that is. So, I mean, that could be a counter ritual. It could be finding, it could be getting the doll that houses the, the link. You know, it, it could be anything. That th- I'm thinking it's probably like a phylactery sort of situation where maybe um, whatever. Okay, let's think about blood ties, right? So... Mm-hmm. Grog. I'm just going to say ritual linked object to avoid like any sure. weird connotations. Yeah. Things are, are, have fallen out of favor. So we're not going to use the word phylactery. Okay. Totally fine. I, I didn't even know that was the thing. Ooh, what, if, what if your brain has latent memories? Oh God. I don't even know what to do with that. Like you don't, you don't fully remember everything or have all the contextual clues. So but, basically, when this happens, you're going to go through and you're going to try to look like you're actually hunting this lady down while simultaneously trying to figure out what you can do to to locate and destroy the, the ritual object, right? Yes. And at the end, what happens? Do you destroy the object? Yes, because in order to function in the rest of the story, he needs to be autonomous. But at the right. same time... And we time, don't want to have him kill a lady. Right. And we don't want... There's that. Um, well, you and, know, that's secondary, that's, you know, hand wavy, <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, absolutely. Um, and the, his creator, this sets the creator up as a, as a persistent returning villain, because right. now right. his creator exactly. basically goes, you know, my dog escaped and my dog now has a complete mind of its own and is now its own dog. And, and it's now old yeller. And yeah, oh, no, dude, your, your character needs to have a dog name. It, you need to be like Rex or something. Oh yeah. Fido. I like Rex. Fido. Rex. And I'm going to spell it with a W. Rex. What was the object? Do we know? Or do we not care at this point? Um, Control. It's, rod. Not that, it's not that important. I mean, it can be, it, and that's what I'm asking. Like, is there something like really interesting that was the control object that like has some significance? I mean, if it's just like a control rod or something, that's kind of. I'm thinking. Not, I'm thinking that the um, that the device is literally just the only viable remaining sample of uh, of the blood used in like there was a okay. transfusion into Rex. Where sure. 
this is the only external sample of this stuff. And when his creator wants to get him to do things, he uses magic or whatever with, with that vial present. And that makes the whole, you know, it's like a little, like a catalyst. What if it was an object that was symbolic to his, like the body's past life that creates a sort of emotional trigger that forces him to act one way or the other. Well, that's definitely cool too, except he's, he's a, um, he's a mishmash of a bunch of different bodies, right? Right. But is, but the brain isn't necessarily going to be a a mishmash or maybe it's his heart or, you know, we can make it connected to Mm. like what the greater question is like, what is he? What is a person? You know, it's not your finger, mm. but what part of it is you? And so maybe that's, maybe it's your eye. I don't know. Mm. He He's the Gollum of Theseus. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Gollum of Theseus. Yeah, what is go. he even? So it could be like, like maybe a locket or a specific scent. Mm. A, a lock of hair, perhaps. Oh, and if not, it's okay because I think we kind of want to get keep moving yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, we we could we could we could flesh any of these out for hours, and that's why I try to kind of keep things fairly quick with the descriptions of them, and go and so we go forward. So unless we really have a reason why it's like going to be something besides a sample of his blood, in the interest of time, I say we stick with that. Okay. Unless we like we want to hit that kind of emotional resonance thing, which is a cool thing. But then let's figure it out and, and let's get going. I w- I'm going to go with the blood sample just to just to keep Perfect. things moving. Okay, and you know who is next, Charlotte? Yeah, the last person in this call. What? <laughs> um, Charlotte versus. Uh, the mafia's minion. Mm. Okay. So Charlotte is is also a vampire, and there's this vampire mafia that is in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that that the mafia is run by one of Charlotte's family members. Okay. But Charlotte doesn't want to be um, involved in it. She's got her own life. She's got her own work. And this is this is the adventure of I'm going to say her sister runs the mafia. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, of like her niece being being sent to persuade her to do a job firm for the mafia, something that will make it more powerful. Recognizing that if she kills her niece, uh, she's going to get wiped off the planet. But she also doesn't want to do this thing for her sister because her sister is already greedy for power. So what is the thing and why does the mafia care? Because that's really the center of this is is kind of the stakes of why this is important is, you know, she probably doesn't want to do it for her sister because she doesn't want what to ha- was going to happen if the sister succeeds, right? Yeah, I, I think it's mostly that Charlotte does not want her sister to succeed because her si- there's this balance of power between the two of them where okay. if her sister gets more powerful than Charlotte's independence is very, is threatened. Okay. Um. So what is the terrible thing that happens if she fails? Uh, if she fails, she's she's going to lose her autonomy. She's going to lose the ability to be a doctor and and feed on her own and do what she wants to do. She's going to become her Why? she's going to become her sister's minion and no better than any of the other mindless idiots that she hates. What is the specific thing that takes away her autonomy? Does it mean his sister will like have like some kind of magical control over her social control? I think more. I think um, more social control. More of the 
right now they're fairly equal on like a raw power basis. And if this goes through, then her sister will be more powerful and able to rally more people to her side. Yeah. So here, here's here's I'm going to go with something different. Tell me what you think of this. I'm running with your themes here and tell me what you think. Yeah. What I'm thinking is that Charlotte's sister is not the head of the mafia. Okay. Okay. She's lower level like Charlotte, but what's or, or unrelated or, you know, considered lower. What the sister's doing is making a bid for power. Mm. And if she succeeds, then she takes over the mafia and then we'll be able to use those resources to keep Charlotte in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 so and the reason I'm going with this idea is sister becomes head of the mafia is to me a very concrete and tangible thing. You know, becoming vaguely more powerful is is feels a little loosey goosey. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, again, these are just ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no special special, and it's your story. Well, that's interesting too because then if Charlotte does help her sister, sure, her sister becomes more powerful in the mafia, but at a cost that Charlotte can exact from her because you wouldn't have gotten there without me. And and if that's the case, and that's how Charlotte looks at it, then maybe Charlotte's challenge is to actually help her sister. Help her, but in a way that doesn't give her sister all of the power. Right. And that, right. And that might be actually her stakes is she's going to do this, but her stakes are, can I do this and extract something that gives me basically blackmail potential? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because I, I, I want to be able to like Charlotte, but some of the horrible things that, that they could do. Um, what, what about uh, like your oath? Right. And th- this idea that they do in a lot of these like crime shows where you have like a secret doctor who treats the criminals so that they don't <laughs> go to hospitals the, and get in trouble with the police. The veterinarian. And, yeah, <laughs> the veterinarian, essentially. And uh, so, like, you need to, She maybe she wants you to use some malpractice to get this uh, other vampire dead oh, so that she can move in. That's a good idea. But that would be a, a breach of your oath, of course. Mm-hmm. The vampocratic oath. The vampocratic <laughs> oath. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh, no, I I like I like that because she's main. I, th- I think that she's maintained her independence from the mafia this long by being useful and being trustworthy. To you know, in as much as vampires ever trust each other, mm. and so when a member of like maybe not the head of the mafia, but like one of the lesser members of the family uh, gets wounded in a fight against hunters. They're sent to her, but Charlotte's sister is like, Hey, if you make this happen, if you make it so that they just, Oh no, nothing you could do about it. Tainted blood. um, I'll owe you. Oh, it went awfully quiet. I I dig it. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know about Rob, but yeah, so it's cool. My question is, and, and really this is this is like for a good story question, it's kind of okay, cool. That's like a moment. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, the sisters, the the family members there, do I save them or not? What is really the thing, you know, we're gonna pad this out to 30 minutes of an episode. What is the thing that this that Charlotte really has to do here? What's what's the challenge that must be overcome? Um making it look like it was not intentional or even incompetence 
because she still wants to be useful to the upper members of the mafia without giving away what she's doing. So it wasn't, you know, she drove a stake into into this uh, vampire's heart, which would make her an enemy of the rest of the mafia and her sister would never get up there. It also can't be, um, oh, I made a mistake. It, it has to be like, there was there was something that happened that I did not know about. It was there. Were, it was an accident. Like the blood had had some rare poison in it that that uh, this particular vampire is allergic to. So basically, if if the if the vampire mob finds out that you pulled mm-hmm. anything shady, mm-hmm. they. Not only does your sister not get what she wants, and she'll be pissed at you for that because you dropped the ball, but also the vampire mob will literally be out for your blood because Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you're trying to pull one over on us? Okay, sure. Game on. Yeah. Okay. So this sounds more like a scene to me. Like uh, this sounds to me like it happens in like 10 minutes of real time, right? Like the, the the family member comes to the hospital. She's like, okay, I got to make this look good. And then we're done. Um, I'm not hearing any like obstacle that has to be really overcome here. So, I hear like oh, a task. What, what so makes let's, this let's say that she <laughs> let, Let's say she that, that she saves him because she's a doctor. That's what she's going to do. She's not really going to sabotage him. Um, and so but, now if, but, she, if she saves him, then that makes that gives me a very obvious idea so which is now she has to fake the death oh and smuggle him out of town without getting oh caught. that's fun now that's a story that's a that's story. an intense that's episode an adventure. of tv is what that is and then and and then she's playing both sides against the middle i got you what you wanted sister this mafia this right. mafia member owes me i totally see like like uh like winston who's the the one the one um little secretary in um, that kind of has suspicions about Sam, a person like that who has some suspicions about Charlotte and they're like trying to Mm -hmm. get this dude out of town and he's like freaking following her, but he (laughs) can't quite like get a good shot with the camera to prove that this, dude was still alive so you got this like and he's probably hiring some goons and stuff like that i mean there's all sorts of shenanigans that can yeah. take place. i don't know if this helps that much but i feel like the person that you're that charlotte saves needs to be like uh someone a little bit more sympathetic like maybe a maybe a lady or something and she ends up uh you guys become lovers uh, that's what i'm thinking oh man that's definitely a line that is that is um um God, I can't remember your name. I'm such Tiana's choice. That is definitely a line for Tiana to choose to cross. Mm. Yes, <laughs> of, of course, of course. <laughs> well, but uh, Adam is well aware that that I'm queer and would lean that direction. So that yes. that would actually be a lot of fun to play out. <laughs> oh, I just I I just meant the becoming a lover thing. Oh, sure, yeah. That's, that's yeah. You don't have to that, play that on camera, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also I, mean, I it, also know that Tiana likes her Mass Effect cutscenes too, as well. You know, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and just just to let you guys know, we've got a uh, thirty minute time check. 
Okay. Thank you, Thirty. So I think if we're lucky, we'll try to we'll try to burn through the rest of the face trio. But I think that's going to be about what we accomplish. And this is kind of why I often don't do the face trio because it does take a lot of time. Mm. Um, even when I try to expedite it, and trust me, I've seen sessions go way further than this. <laughs> right. Uh, so we're going with the uh, she on that and becomes a at least sympathetic potential romance character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and if, and if and if it doesn't play out that way, at least uh, someone yeah. someone who uh, can help her accomplish her goals. Yep. Okay. So now I'm going to give you guys one quick option. The first thing that normally happens at this point is you come up with an aspect related to each of these stories. Um, again, I normally don't do that, but I'll give you the the opening or the option. And what I would say is if we go through our stories, it, can you think of something that based on your understanding of what an invoke or a com- or a cons- or a compel or even a declaration, which uh, that would make sense and what aspect that might be attached to, if you understand what I'm saying. So the trouble one that I had was indebted to vampire mafia. Yeah, we're not going for the troubles at this point. Okay. Um, so I, I need to have something that has to do with hiding werewolves, perhaps. Imagine a scene, imagine where something looked like it was going to go wrong, but then did, or imagine where a complication came into play, not due to your trouble, or imagine where there is a good coincidence or a cool thing that you're able to do, um, and then we'll figure out the aspect that goes along with it. And if not, that's okay. I am 100% okay with doing this on the fly. I think usually for new players, especially on the fly aspect creation, especially is golden. It is my default. And if nobody has any ideas right off the hand, I want to keep going so that we can kind of get through the next parts. How about um, my character has learned, maybe this is more of a stunt. My character has learned to mask blood scent. That smells like a stunt to me. Yeah. Smells. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom. Okay. Um, I, my character I mean, will... Well, here's an idea. Let's go off of that real quick. So what, what I'm hearing there is the cubs are interesting. And when you, you hid the cubs, and did you like try to take them away? Did you just hide them? Yeah, I'm, I feel like I hid them, and then they got really close. Like, uh, And then what happened? It looked like they, they picked up the trail... And then something happens, so they didn't pick up the trail. What happened? My magic was able to somehow mask their scent. Um, Well, we already know you've got magic, so that's an invoke of that. But but I didn't about something different. But it's an aspect of the magic I didn't know about, and so I fully expected to be like maybe what I've learned is that there are aspects of my magic I'm not aware of that maybe the vampires themselves are also not aware of. Okay. Hmm. Is that helpful? Um, yeah, that's it, okay. It's still too. It's still awfully tied to your high concept. Hmm. Um, but we'll go with like hidden depths to magic. That's that's fine. But it, it still smells like part of the high concept. But I don't want to really rat hole on this way. What about too much. what about uh, and, soft spot for children? Yeah, maybe that actually that actually is a good one. Yeah. All right. I'm or, down because it's yeah, like because like it. it's a separate. Or, it's its own thing right defender of the weak and innocent or just children that's up to you adam i think i like that okay defender of the weak and innocent soft spot for weak and innocent all right andrew and tiana do you have anything for yours um let's see so if 
he's trying to get away. And again, if you don't, I kind of want to get going. I don't want to. I don't want to drill on this too much because we do have a a hard cutoff, and I'd like to get at least through part the rest of the phase trio. Let's see. I mm, Tiana, do you have one? Uh, what comes to mind might be a compel where sure. Um, Let's see. Refer back to my notes. <laughs> um, because, so it would be like a, a event compel, I guess. Mm-hmm. So because I saved Mafia member, a thing, ha- uh, a, th- a thing happens in the world. Like she sets up another Mafia aspect somewhere and I have to try and keep that hidden. That's not really that uh, away from much. Of, yeah, it's an interesting compel, but I don't know what the character aspect off of that would be. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I think once you get into a lie, what? it gets it gets deeper and deeper. <laughs> and again, this is why I don't often force these. And so I think we're just going to skip over this for now, and we can come back to it if we want, or just fill in through quick play as we actually um, get into play. Yeah. Has a has a secret ally. That's that's a perfectly good one. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your secret ally's name? What's her name? A GM's favorite question. <laughs> really? I, th- I thought that was the uh, the the player's favorite question to stump the. Uh... No, no. <laughs> the GM's favorite question is, "Are you are sure?" You sure? <laughs> right. That's so true. Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> true. I more meant uh, sarcastically. Uh, GM's favorite <laughs> question to hear. I don't know. I think it should be a V name, Veronica or Vanessa, maybe Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> how about not at all um i i think i just thought of um an aspect for for rex um values freedom over structure basically like his his creator you know even though he's trying to get him to do all these things like he basically has his path kind of laid out for him he just you know he can just go along with whatever his creator says, and that's easy. But instead, he wants that independence. He wants that ability to act. So he will. Perfect. He will. He's willing to allow things to be harder on himself if it means he gets to make choices or decide what happens to him. Okay. So it, it suddenly strikes me that this might be very similar to the ideals, bonds, and flaws in uh, fifth oh, edition. Oh, you think? <laughs> oh, you think? You think that maybe fate points are a little like inspiration points? <laughs> you think? Well, I I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I hope. Oh, the, yeah, no, no. It's it's well known that they cribbed from fate for that. Yeah, no, that's that's they cribbed heavily. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so now I'm just going to go down for the first intersection cool. and we're going to start with Sam's story, Rex. So there's this, there's this, uh, blood mage out trying to, uh, take out a, a werewolf or hunting. There's this werewolves in there is super powerful werewolf blood. Ma- the vampires are out to get the werewolf and do some terrible thing to make themselves more powerful. Um, how are you get involved in this and do you help or do you hinder what is the impact you have? And for bonus points, phrase it as an invoker compel. Mm, okay. So let's see. Or declaration. So there's a werewolf in town. Vampires want the werewolf. Werewolves. And this human blood mage is being coerced into helping them 
I'm using the word coerced deliberately. Mm, yes. So because all three of us have a connection to independence. Yes. So mm-hmm. let's see. So he's going to he regardless of how he hears about it, he decides that anyone being manipulated into doing something that they don't want to do is bad news. So right. Rex goes to try to he tips off the werewolf. Ah, rips tips off the werewolf. Okay, I like it. Now, is that a compel on something or is that a declaration? If that smells kind of compelling to me. I think it's a compel as in compelling the values freedom over structure aspect. Well, we want we're looking for another oh, aspect. Though. Okay. We're trying to pull another gotcha, aspect gotcha, out. Gotcha, gotcha. So And again, if we don't have it, we don't have it, and that's totally one hundred percent okay. So um the other thing I could see him as him being a big old flesh golem is I could see him bursting in to the fight at some point and disrupting it, giving um, giving uh, Sam perhaps a chance to, you know, help the Cubs escape since we've decided that the werewolf sacrifices himself or maybe, you know, that's. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yes. Yeah. Th- uh, puts himself in danger to um, to preserve the freedom of others. So what if um, after taking that opportunity, uh, I come back and I help the vampires uh, defeat Rex, um, who then put him. Well, they don't really care about Rex. They don't really care. Right. But they could use him. I'm just this could lead us to becoming a party. Right. Is now he's working for them. But so am I. Well, I think the fact that, you know, you didn't really want to take out the the werewolf and the fact that Rex helped you and helped you save the cubs probably makes you think nicely of Rex anyway. Mm -hmm. True. So what aspect does that getting into a fight? Is there something that happened during that uh, fight? Um, Because that sounds to me like, you know, you got these vampires, you're holding them off. And that sounds like some cool last stand stuff going on there. So is there an aspect related to that that would make sense? Um Let's see. Uh, fight. There could be a cool. There could. There could be a, some cool invokes Fights, in there. Uh, um, How about it's just a flesh wound? Ah, ha, ha. yeah. Because you're you're a golem. It's just a flesh wound. Like maybe your arm gets ripped off, and that doesn't even stop you. It's just a he flesh just wound. does like Sally and Nightmare Before Christmas, and just stitches it back on. <laughs> oh, good thing exactly. I put zippers on these. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right rex versus his creator let's go on and see if we can get this um tiana mm-hmm. so so rex the uh flesh golem is trying to was ordered to kill someone um you assuming you've you get clued in somehow about this and rather than doing this he finds the 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 vial of his, the last vial of his blood to save himself from the control of it how are you involved in this so i think charlotte is re- is relatively well known in the supernatural community as someone who is helpful and discreet so mm-hmm. knowing that she knows a lot about lore and knowing that she's a doctor maybe uh, he brings this vial of blood to her to 
figure out how to break the connection without killing him. Or, or here, just spitballing here. I think that's good. The other one that comes to my mind is maybe he doesn't know what is needed to break the connection, oh. and you know enough to tell him mm. that. So, so he comes. So he comes to me beforehand to be like, "I don't know what to do. Help." And that right. also and leans like, into like, your. I'm not. I'm not very. Uh-huh. That that leans into your uh, your strength with lore and knowledge and that sort of thing like your that skill that you put at the top of your pyramid Mm -hmm. it leans into that because you are that that much of an expert but maybe you can't fully carry it out because it's more of an occult question than a science question well who says she doesn't know occult Mm. no one (laughs) but i'm just saying that could be a, a thing to draw all three of us together. And that becomes, I mean, that suggests to me the um, an interesting uh, aspect of like, you know, suggesting the uh, master of, you know, magical lore as well. Mm. That's that's pretty cool. Like maybe she she shows off her her medical knowledge, but she keeps her magical knowledge on the DL. Sure, because I mean, science and science and magic don't usually interact all that well. I think she's like uh, that 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 background extra in the Harry Potter movie who's doing wandless magic while reading uh, Stephen Hawking. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. It, well, actually, and that that might be a good way to reverse it, where I need a better mentor for mm. what I can do ah. in order to help my wife. Um. So I need to learn from you from in secret. Yeah. And here's here's the kind of maybe your thing, actually, instead of going, they don't combine. Maybe you're the one who's willing to cross the lines and go, wait a second. These do work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that's cool. Right. You're going to you're going to combine the disciplines. All right. Last intersecting story for the first round and Charlotte versus the mafia's minion. Uh, Elizabeth ends up on Charlotte's doorstep dying. Charlotte's like, no way I'm going to let this happen. But if I don't, then, then sis, then sissy gets mad at Mm -hmm. me. So I'm going to, I'm going to fake her death and spirit her off. Um, Sam Gwine. uh, So, you know, all this vampire infighting, you're into with the vampires. You kind of have your ear to the ground. How do you get involved with this? So I think I, I hear about this, um, I'm sure this the, problem. I, I'm, I'm sure the big fight is news all over the supernatural community, right? Yeah. And may, did you know, did you know Elizabeth beforehand? Maybe maybe Elizabeth gets injured in the battle. Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't think there was a big fight. I think it, it sounded to me more like it was an underhanded kind of dealings fight than a big old brawl. I mean, you know, it can be whatever. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> but did you know Elizabeth beforehand? I would say then we have a shared connection. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So we can I can I can know her because uh, maybe she's one of my instructors in the beginning. Oh, and then she's like, but I know, you know, but they have this other person who's like, you know, so much more. What if Elizabeth uh, was 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 your wife's best friend? Okay. Um. So the the mafia has been connected to me all along. There you go. Um. 
maybe maybe Elizabeth was turned as an additional piece of oh, leverage on you. Oh, that's mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. And it could be uh, before, even before she was turned, Elizabeth was good at the... Um, the, yeah. the 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 stuff that Sam needs to know, but is like, hey, you know, there's someone else to, that I can introduce you to. Introduces him to Charlotte, and then turns up on Charlotte's doorstep, dying, and the two of them have kind of a vested interest in saving her. So then, Sam, maybe this was in like you were, maybe you were there when she actually got hurt as part of this, right? Yeah. So what cool thing, what what reversal did you do, maybe in the fight, or what kind of compel, or even like, you know, kind of save the day coincidence kind of thing, or happening to know the right thing happened in the fight that was really noteworthy about you? Hmm. Um I wanna I wanna bring in something that is relevant to him prior to magic. Hmm. Um yeah. And so, like, where phlebotomy itself was useful. Um, so, but we don't want to just restate phlebotomist. So, right, it really shouldn't true. be directly related to phlebotomist. Okay. And it shouldn't be re- related to weak and innocent. Um, right. Man, I'm having a hard time here. Yeah. Then don't then don't worry about it. Okay. We don't have to worry about that. We know how you're involved, and we've created some some. Um, I, I actually I have an easy one for you. Okay. Um. Um. Maybe uh, Elizabeth was part of a vampire resistance organization that you're also, you know, uh, basically part of. Hmm. You don't like that. Okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what if uh, during the battle... Um, what was the battle about? The the battle about the... Were- this is all connecting to the, the werewolf fight. So what if... Dude, those, are, those are two different episodes. Oh, they're two different episodes. Okay. Yeah. So she's in some kind of battle. Um, and let, yeah, maybe, maybe actually, maybe the hunters come for her, making the hunters kind of the bad guy in this case. Mm-hmm. And once she manages to injure one of them, their open wound is something that I that I can um, that empowers me, so that I can I can use my abilities more effective. Okay. That sounds more like a stunt. Yeah, than an I even wrote that as a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We can we can work on that. So let's go again. I don't want to 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 get too much into uh, that, but we know that the fight was because of this infight in between Charlotte's sister and somehow trying to take out Elizabeth, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there was some kind of infighting. So that is our first round. Let's try to blast through the last one. The last couple of times we have left. Uh, Sam, vampires want the powerful werewolf blood. Rex interrupted the fight. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. What's about this vampires wanting werewolf blood and trying to do it? Are those your your friend vampires or are those your enemy vampires? And how do you get involved with this? Hmm. Because they're also trying to make them source more powerful, which is certainly interesting to your sister and probably interesting to you. Yeah, I think that this is uh, an upstart group of of vampires who are uh, trying. They're trying to do what 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 my sister's trying to do and make themselves more powerful to gain ranks in in the mafia. Okay. So it is in 
my best interest to uh, stymie this. Okay. So clearly you don't succeed. How do you try to get in the way? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, is it like overt magical power, you know, bolts of stuff flying from the sky? Is it more subtle stuff? Is it using your resources? Is it equipping, you know? Um, I think it's more using my resources because when I was going through the skill stuff, resources was up there as something that I was thinking about taking and her knowing how to mix like chemical stuff, trying to mix what she tried to do was mix something that's like mustard gas for vampires, but it it got, it got screwed up. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. And again, this is just as an idea and everybody should feel free to spitball. Um, What if you did succeed? And what if what you did was somehow get something to the werewolf that essentially tainted his blood. So the ritual or whatever they did to make themselves more powerful did work, but it's going to have some side effects. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. One of the things that's really cool about Fate you'll learn as a GM is it gives you a chance to take off the kid gloves and to really do what is the best way I can screw at the players right now because I'm still going to give them a Fate point anyway, so I can totally (laughs) put on the... I can totally put on the evil GM hat. Right. Um, a buddy of mine, Jacob Poss, who did a lot of the early work, uh, you know, a lot of the early fan stuff on Fate, once, you know, at his, as his SIG on, on RPG Net was like, I don't kill players. I don't not kill players because I'm nice. I don't kill players because I'm mean. And I can hurt them a lot more when they're alive. Right. Yeah. You'd be oh, yeah, surprised what you can live through. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the, the the philosophy for the GM for uh, the redactor departs. It's like, oh no, it's much more interesting to drive you insane than it is to kill you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you found a way to taint the werewolf blood, causing side effects in the vampires who did the ritual. Yeah. I love that. Now, is there a uh, aspect in there or is there something where in, in this process, you know, you, there was a reversal or a complication or kind of a, of course, you knew this and it was a, is the happy coincidence, anything like that? I don't think so, or at least not one that I can think of at the moment. There probably is, but we'll not worry about that. Um, and we'll continue from there. Rex versus his creator. Um, Sam. Rex, the, the flesh golem named after a dog, wears a collar, says Rex on it. Um, he's trying to break away from the control of his, of his creator, um, working with the vampires to find out what needs to be done with that. How, how do you get involved in this? Hmm. Well, it is blood, so immediately that's the most obvious connection, that it's, it's interesting. Blood as control if I could learn how to use blood as control, I can free myself. I can get one over on these vampires. Um, while we, while breaking the connection is good, I have another motive. Um, I want to learn what Rex's master knows. You want to learn what Rex's master knows. Um, okay, so how do you get involved? What do you do? Where is the scene that that? that Sam pops into the scene and does something and makes things go better or worse. Okay. So at some point, um, one of the, maybe hunters or other vampires or something, they, they find, uh, Rex in a vulnerable position and I decide to risk it all 
and I help Rex defeat them um, in order to create an ally, even though I have an ulterior motive. Okay. Uh, trying to get to the vial. Rex is nearly defeated by hunters. However, well, I, I don't know if hunters would be the ones helping out the hunter, but whatever, we'll say hunters. However, Sam uh, defeats them or you carry him off to safety? Um, I would say working together, we we actually kill them, which might make it more interesting if they're vampires because um, using my ability to control blood, I can actually hide some of what we've done. Yeah, hunter, vampires were kind of weird there because why are vampires working for ostensibly a human mage? Uh, no, maybe they're maybe they're not. Maybe they want to get rid of him because he is a tool for their rival group. Because like there's going to be infighting in mafias, right? And so like if maybe it's another gang or something or uh, an upstart. And so yeah, I'm I'm lost already. <laughs> I feel that I like the idea of I like the idea of these hunters are basically trying to work. You know, the hunters or whatever are working for the mage, and they're trying to protect the the vial of blood. And in the process of trying to get him, he almost gets defeated. But you come in and help him and save the day and enable him to. That's get a lot vial. simpler. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that just that just works. Uh, again, any kind of compels or invokes or declarations that come to mind. Hmm. If not, as I said, this is the hardest part, especially for new players, to kind of come up with these things. So I'm we should totally skip it unless something is like yeah, right at the tip of your it. tongue. All right. Charlotte versus the Mafia's minion, which I gotta tell you is actually one of my favorite stories of these. <laughs> um now we're gonna get into Rex. Um Charlotte's sister's making a play. Elizabeth, who you know, um ends up nearly dying. And actually, no, you don't know her necessarily. This uh, and and Charlotte is trying to sneak this person out and fake her death so that uh, people don't try to hunt her down. How do you get involved? Do you help or do you get in the way? Um, I th- I think helping is probably pretty obvious here. Um, you know the the whole pursuit of freedom thing. Um, I would say maybe running interference. You know, you're okay. Do you have any particular like knowledge or background that enables you to run like particular interference, like, you know, kind of camouflaging trails, things like that? Mm, I have no idea. Okay. We'll worry about that later. What does the interference you run look like? Like literally physically getting in the way of pursuers. Okay. She's trying to get this gal out of town and I cotton on to the fact that this is happening and so it's it's take the girl yeah, I'll hold them off exactly like i you know crash a freaking semi in their way or something like that you know cool uh you crash a semi in their way i like that actually. Yeah. that is that is cool that's that's like way cooler um in my mind than just the typical i'm gonna fight them off so and i'm thinking um Maybe an aspect that could like come it. out of that might be um, destruction for the for um, destruction in the service of freedom is fine. And also that that, that could play into uh, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, I, or 
or, or if we want to go more poetic, just because I like it, suitable application of high yeah. explosives. <laughs> <laughs> suitable application of destruction. Okay, we'll go with destruction because it's 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 the old thing, you know. There's no problem that cannot be solved with the suitable application of high, uh, high explosives. Okay. Truth. What's that? It's true. It's, yeah. it, it's true. Yeah, I mean, it you, it, it, it's, it's like the fireball problem. Uh, you've, you've solved a major problem. You've probably created three more in the process, but uh, for, solved a problem. For now, we're fine. Well, the, ca- the, the caveat to the high explosives uh, situation is if you cannot think of a way to solve the problem with high explosives, you just need more there high explosives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the uh, phase trio there. I, th- I think we're pretty much at or out of time. Does anyone have any thoughts or questions or comments about it or any observations? So I think this was, this was a lot of fun to me. And it's like, and again, so I just want to say what comes to me out of the phase trio is a couple things. It's not the aspects. The aspects are nice. That's what it's the book focuses on, but I think it's actually a side benefit. The real benefit to me is we now have three ideas of what our characters should have as stories. You have told me as a GM what an episode should look Mm -hmm. like. Okay. That is the big number one. And we have come to agreement as a group about what this looks like, what our adventures should be. And we understand how our characters work together. That is, and we've, we've, we've basically been able to fire three rounds down the, down the test, down range, and test out, do these characters work together in a way that makes sense in a very accelerated way? So we've just come up with the foundation for, you know, what the campaign is kind of generally about. And we know not only who these characters are, but we, we, uh, like, everything we would do if we ran this campaign we all had a hand in making it. It wasn't mm-hmm. you, Rob, deciding, oh, I'm going to tell a story about right. this. It's we all participated in this exercise that created the entire thing or the foundation for it. And there's some other parts of care of, of setting creation that we can go through as well later that I think are worthwhile. And again, they're optional. You can do very quick and I can, I can start a fake game in five minutes. I, I am really not exaggerating. Um, but there's some fun things where you can go through as we get like talking about setting or uh, uh, situations. You can talk about like creating places and faces and things like that, where we create, you know, places that we keep going to and the characters that represent those. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a lot part of it. We have an idea. We have a really strong idea. We have a lot of cohesion about what this game is about. I know how to run this game mm. already. Okay, we don't know what the big setting issues are. We don't know what all the major NPCs are, but I know what a what a, a this game should feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can run this game confidently. I know what themes are kind of on the table. I kind of have a feeling for tone, um, and I I feel that like we know that these characters can work mm-hmm. together in a way that I often don't when you know games start. And if there was a conflict it would probably become at least somewhat obvious during this process Mm -hmm. um, so that I could say I could, as a GM, I could put it, wait a second, these characters don't seem to have any way to interact. Let's, let's, let's rewind, hit the rewind button and figure out what does make sense. And if people have very different ideas of what um, their characters should be doing, 
right? Like, well, I want my character to go to be off and exploring hidden tombs. And, you know, you're doing this other thing that's political. And be like, wait a second. These are two different yeah. games here. You know, we, how, we, let's have the discussion and figure out how this works. How does your character that wants to be going off into the jungle work with this character who just wants to do all this political stuff? How, how are we going to tie these together? And then as a table, we can resolve those issues. These, ta- these characters don't seem mm. to have these issues at least at first glance. I see how these characters work together, how they they come together to make an ensemble cast. Yeah. I can also see, though, why this isn't necessarily recommended for new players because, yep. wow, that you can, was... Can't you was get great, into the wow, weeds? Was a lot. <laughs> well, the big problem is, and this is why I passed over it with the aspects, is the default is that you're supposed to come up with an aspect for your story and an aspect for every one of your crossing mm. path stories. And if you don't really have a solid handle on aspects, you know, just getting into kind of what I consider to be good stories and good story questions. And I know it's kind of a jerk and a little restrictive on that, but I think by doing that, I created a structure that was more likely to work for other people to insert yeah. themselves, mm-hmm. right? And by really getting into these very kind of story theory, you know, if you will, or writing workshop level idea of what a story question is and that high level thing versus, okay, it's just you tell me something that happened to your character. It created the structure that gave people a place to insert themselves. And I've seen if you don't do that, it fails mm. often because people are like, I, 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 you went to the river. I, I have no idea what I did. Um, so when I use the phase trio, I, as I said, I, I frame it as the first six episodes of the series. Mm. I put a time frame on it so that we get rid of the wibbly wobbly timey wimey mm-hmm. stuff. And I try to make sure that the stories are kind of in that X versus Y or X and the Y and then get to this kind of story question formula. And the more familiar with that, the faster yeah. it goes. I, I definitely, um, what I, what I like most about the phase trio is basically kind of what it yields versus the, mm-hmm. you know, the nuts and bolts of actually going through it. Like, like what you're saying about, you know, aspects and all, um, and all those kind of things. Um, it, it definitely is like, they're nice, but like you said, if, if you mm-hmm. don't quite have a really comfortable handle on them, it can make it tricky. I just, I love the, the collaboration that happens. And the fact that mm-hmm. like now I care about Sam, Sam cares about me. Right. I care about Charlotte. Charlotte cares about me. Charlotte mm-hmm. cares mm-hmm. about Sam. We have very clear bonds created between our characters that are there from the outset. When this, you know, when this campaign begins, we, you know, me, Adam and Tiana come to the table and we already know kind of what we're about. We have something established and we are all it creates that buy in. Right. And that's what we all want, right. that enthusiastic buy in about why are we right. all here and doing this? All right. So, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. I know this uh, this one ran a little long. Tiana, you have our deepest apologies. Um, I hope. Thank you. Thank you. you, Thank you. Um, Yes. Thank you. Thank you everybody for, uh, for being here. Um, We will be back next week with, uh, with another episode where we will continue to dig deeper. Um, Rob, you have our deepest gratitude 
as always, man, this was an absolute blast. And thank you for being yeah. so Great. patient with us. Um, you, mm-hmm. you are oh, making learning this because it is like a very mental challenge. Um, and we are all, it, I think it's pretty clear to see that we are all kind of getting our feet wet and learning a new way to think. And it's, and it's, it's not easy. Um, but I can already feel how rewarding it's going to be the more we do this. Um, so I'm very excited to uh, see what we get into next time. Me too. I, this has been great. Thanks for having me. You guys have been such fun oh. to go through this. You know, as I said, I don't I do not do the face tree a lot, but I, I, I do love it for all those reasons. And you guys are an absolute blast to go through this process with. And just seeing all the creativity and the collaboration and coming together and having something cool like this is just... It's just yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Well, we'll leave it here then. And until next time, y'all stay inspired. Bye. 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 Bye.